0: Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays Today podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick, and today is probably one of the hardest intro. Yep, definitely the hardest intro um, I've ever had to do. So I made Kirby be here with me. Hi. Hi. Um, Today is a special episode. It is actually a re-release of an episode that happened a few months ago with Dr. Bobby Vormans. I believe it was episode 98, Mm -hmm. um, where we talk just together. She came and visited me and we had a really awesome hobby conversation um, about being business owners and personal boundaries and second clinics. Um, And if you have not Heard through social media and all of that lately. Um, this past weekend, Bobby Vormans died of a heart attack at age 43, and it is um, it is a shock. Obviously, I will say in this episode, she does uh, she talks about her heart issues mm-hmm. um, and how she almost had died, um, a few years earlier and it was caught. And so just trigger warning that, you know, we, we talk about things. This is a past conversation where we talk about life as if we have any control over it. And, um, so, but it is so good to hear her talking and laughing. Um, I'm so thankful for this audio. I am so thankful that she, insisted on coming over when i asked her to be on the podcast she said only if we can do it in person and um which you know what like i was i was almost like semi annoyed at the time of like oh yes i want to see you but life is just so busy and we're like all right let, let's get it on the schedule fine so we threw out dates and and you know and as it was getting closer and we're like oh this is the week and we're like oh shoot that's right bobby's coming this week And of course, it's always great to see a friend, but life is just easier when you have less on the schedule. And it was amazing her being here. She came to the clinic and gave uh, recommendations on like just how we could improve things. And I didn't regret it for a second. And looking back, I'm just I'm terrified at the thought of what if I would have said, oh, I don't know. I'm too busy for an overnight stay. Let's just record it and we'll plan something later. Um, that's so just so I, easy
1: to do. And you it do is. it so often with so many friends.
0: Yep. And so it brings up um so many things. She, this episode, we changed the intro, and you are going to hear um some short, some little longer segments from chiropractors who Bobby impacted. Um, you know, I'm almost upset. I say this like. Well, grief is crazy. So there's a lot of different emotions, but um, I'm almost mad that we taint how we talk about people once they've deceased. Like all of a sudden, everybody, mm-hmm. um, even that alcoholic who beat his kids and abandoned the family—you know—he was actually a really amazing guy and like really you
1: know, had a good heart. And
0: and um, because when I tell people. I lost one of my best friends and she was one of the most amazing people. And that she can't be replaced and that she was so kind and that she cared about people. And she was the most joyous person I've ever met. Almost obnoxiously joyous. (laughs) When you just wanted to be like pessimistic. It's tainted because it's like, I almost have, I've had to like, people like just kind of breeze past it. And I have to be like, no, I need you to hear she was special, and I don't know that she'll ever be replaced in my life and the people she touched. Uh, there's just not many Bobby Formans on this earth, and it pisses me off.
1: Definitely not enough.
0: Um, so you are going to hear tributes from some of the chiropractors, there are, her, oh, she impacted hundreds and hundreds of people, um, but we did have to cut it off at a certain point saying, like, we only have until this day and time to receive them, and um, so I'm thankful for that. Um, and then you will hear our episode, re uh, released as a tribute to her, um, so Kirby, I, we're not going to do a listener highlight today, I am um, brought Kirby on mostly because I'm like, I don't think I could get through a prayer without being mad and ending up going on a tangent, asking God a million questions and things like that. So let's pray. And then we will get into tribute to Bobby.
1: All right. Dear God, first I want to thank you for sharing Bobby with us, for her joy, her light, her compassion for showing us how it's possible to live for letting us glimpse a part of your love through her and through her eyes. Thank you for the time that we got with her and for the, all the people she impacted and all the impact that those people are going to have. I ask you for patience Patience with ourselves and with the grieving process that seems to come in waves and at unexpected times. Help us through the next days and weeks and months and years as we struggle with the loss and the pain that comes with that. And I ask for patience with you because one of those grieving feelings is definitely anger. And frustration. Help us to accept that we won't be able to understand this. That we won't be able to wrap our minds around it. But hopefully there is some lesson, some, some joy, some goodness that can come out of such devastation. Help us to find some peace in the in-between of joyful remembrance and painful grieving, help us to not just rest in the past, but take the joy and light that Bobby brought to us and pay that forward so that her legacy lives on. Please be with her family and her kids and her community and her practice and all of us. Help us to do justice and honor to her memory by living and laughing and loving in a way that she would have. Amen.
0: All right, here is various audio clips of amazing people speaking about an amazing woman.
2: This is Dr. Skapout from Wausau, Wisconsin. Um just want to say a few words about Dr. Bobby Vorman, um, truly one of the most amazing people I've met in my whole life. And that um, Bobby just all the time, was looking at how can she improve her ability to make everybody else's life better. Um, you know, we talked every Tuesday and Thursday for the last two years. I've talked to her almost every Tuesday for the last five years. And the conversations were always about what can I do? to make somebody's life better. And if she was going on a trip with her staff or her kids or her family or anybody um, that she came across, how can I improve their, you know, abilities? Um, how can I um, see what's right in them, grow what's right with them? Um, and I just enjoyed it. We taught some programs together. Um, we, you know, she was a great mentor. Um, and again, just a tremendous program. So God got a good one and um, that's her statement all the time, you know, have your best day. Um, in heaven, God's having his best day because Bobby Vorman is there. Um, thank you, Bobby. Thanks for who you are. Um, and again, I will continue and I've written on my mirror in my, my, um, bathroom, have your best day. And I'll think about you every day. So thanks for being you. Have
3: your best day. Dr. Bobby's very famous line this is christy wick and i recall receiving a list of wisconsin chiropractor names and phone numbers in 2014 and i was charged with calling each and every one of them to discuss taking a program that we had all signed up for to the next level and bobby was the only memorable conversation Let's be honest, a lot of people didn't even pick up the phone. They didn't respond. But Bobby was always looking to connect with and support other docs. So even though we were strangers at the time, I remember that I hung up the phone, wishing every other doc in our profession was just like her. She was always looking to help people have their very best days. Bobby's positivity was super rare in this world. Her love for God, family, chiropractic, and nature was palpable. She spread love around like the most beautiful seeds. And she truly represented what I believe chiropractic and humanity is about. She wanted everyone she came in contact with to know their worth, own their purpose, share their message her radiant presence will live on. Please join me in praying for her family, team members, patients, friends, and colleagues. For Bobby, let's all try to turn up the dial on our very best days and share some more
4: unconditional love. To you. Bobby has been a true inspiration to me as a chiropractor and as a human. Bobby has led us in so many amazing directions. Her legacy will be carried on through hometown chiropractic. There are so many things that I can thank Dr. Bobby for not only knowing her my entire professional career, but also in helping me become the woman, wife, stepmother dog mom and leader in the clinic she has been a true inspiration to me and everybody she touches now we must carry on her legacy of chiropractic and family forever bobby i will always love you grace
3: Hi, this is Dr. Michelle Evans at Wildberg Chiropractic over in Medford on behalf of everyone here that has worked with Bobby in the past. Um, When you work with someone for years, they become a part of your family. Uh, They move away, but every time you see them again, you just know that you still share that same family bond. Dr. Bobby was family to us here in Medford, and we have spent the past few days reminiscing as a clinic on the joy she brought to the office through laughter, friendship, and inspiration. We will forever cherish these memories. We will remember Bobby as a loving mother, inspiring chiropractor, and a strong woman. Rest in peace, Bobby.
5: You only had to meet Dr. Bobby once to have your life dramatically improved by her joy, her vibrancy, her hug, her smile, her laughter, her wisdom experience and just her willingness to give so much to others to make the world a better place. This is Dr. Tony and I will tell you that woman did just that. The world is so much better because she was in it and her legacy will live on forever.
6: I am Dr. Amy Forrester and I am one of the lucky ones who got to call Bobby my friend. I first met Bobby um, at a CSW conference in 2016. And I remember seeing Bobby in the crowded conference room, and I immediately knew she was someone truly special on the inside. She just had this magnetic presence and was a bright light from that first moment. Um, over the years, we connected at different chiropractic conferences, and she eventually invited me into a weekly mastermind group with her. So I got to see her beautiful face every week. One thing that I will always cherish about Bobby is just her beautiful, loving soul and how quickly she would get into the deep conversations that really mattered. We talked and talked about our families, our practices, our struggles and wins of being boss moms and our personal lives. She was always willing to help me see through some hard stuff, shine a bright light onto my worth, and purpose and uh, celebrate the big wins. Together, our Wisconsin roots ran deep and we shared the love of farm life, Midwestern values and the Northwoods. And of course the great whiskey old fashion. It was definitely a common theme between Bobby and I. We loved to check out restaurants for good whiskey old fashions. I look back through my text with Bobby and a lot of pictures were sent between the two of us, um, wishing that we were together at a certain restaurant to share a big hug, a conversation in a good, good old fashion. She always greeted me with, hey, beautiful. And when we said goodbye, it was, I love you. I know for a fact that she created a legacy that is far more reaching than anyone will ever really know. For me, every time I lay my hands on someone in practice, I will be more purposeful and loving because of Bobby. When I coach other chiropractors, I will shine a brighter light to help them see their worth because of Bobby. I will be a better mom, wife, and friend because of Bobby. I send my love and strength to her beautiful daughters, Samantha and Alicia. You probably already know this, but your mom was super proud of both of you and she talked about you all the time when we were together. Grant, thank you for your support of her being her rock and allowing her to chase her dreams and doing what she was so good at. Just know that in her short life, she truly lived out her purpose. Bobby, hey beautiful. I will miss you. Thank you for your precious time and love. Every time I have an old fashioned, I will raise it up to you. I love you, my friend.
7: My name is Dr. Dustin Judd. I first met Bobby Joy in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, It's a restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. It was just down the street from our chiropractor convention, and we were instructed to not be strangers. Don't go to lunch alone. Go with someone, even if you don't know who they are. Uh, So I tagged along with this group and um, I have a chance, Bobby Joyce sat right across from me. And if you know Bobby Joyce, she never met a stranger. And at first I was intrigued by her name, um, just because in the South, we use uh, first and middle names for everyone. And then I just got to just learn more about rural Wisconsin and she practiced in a small town and she had daughters and I've got daughters and, um, what it was like to be on a snowmobile and bitterly cold and harvesting maple syrup. And, uh, they had plans to, you know, build a distillery, which I was intrigued by. And, uh, we just became instant friends. And uh, I think she probably had a lot of instant friends cause that's just who she was. She was true to her name. She was a true joy and light in this world. And, um, I'm not just saying that she was probably one of the most gracious present human beings I've ever met and if I've taken anything and put it into my own life from Bobby Joy it's to be present she was just a servant she would she was present at work she was present with her family and she squeezed every drop of life out of her life and um, she was just present with everyone she's around from her hugs to her eye contact, she was just there. And she was there for her friends too. And I'm just thankful that I got to know her and and I'm, just, I'm gonna miss her. I know so many people are. And until we meet again, my sweet friend, God bless.
8: This is Jen Shu, chiropractor in Hudson, Wisconsin. Bobby was a dear friend of mine and a lover of life, her family, she loved her family and thought the world of them, her friends and chiropractic. Chiropractic was lucky that Bobby chose that to be her profession. She poured her heart into it and she was truly authentic in the way that she did it. She would encourage anybody else to just be who they were. And I think that was an important lesson. She was a mentor to so many people. In the profession and out of the profession. But she was one of my mentors. And if I had questions, I could pick up the phone and call her. And she wouldn't be be afraid to tell me how it was. And give me the advice that I needed. And she loved to teach. She loved to spread the message of chiropractic. She would go into the schools and teach the kids about chiropractic. I'm curious how many kids she influenced to become chiropractors. She loved to teach her team and she loved to teach other people's teams, mine included. She would teach us how to build each other up in our weaknesses and where we were strong and how to balance that within the office she just had a way about her on communicating and how to bring it together as a team and for the betterment of our community and chiropractic. Bobby, you made a huge impact in this world. We love you and we miss you.
9: Hi there. This is Dr. Zoe. Dr. Bobby has had a huge impact on my life in more ways than one. She's helped me grow tremendously as a mom, a Cairo, and as a woman. She believed in me and gave me confidence when I didn't believe in myself. She pushed me when I needed to be pushed to keep growing and exceeding. She saw the potential in me even when I started job shadowing her years ago. It has been the biggest honor and blessing to have been chosen and to be chosen by Dr. Bobby to practice alongside of her and take care of the same patients and community that she's loved for years. I am so thankful she brought me back to my hometown, which is also hers, to help her in her mission to change the lives through chiropractic care. Dr. Bobby knows that I love baseball, and when I think of my favorite baseball movie, and I think of Dr. Bobby, this famous quote pops into my head. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. And Dr. Bobby is a legend in my heart and in Minnie's so she will never be forgotten and her legacy and her mission will never die. And so I am so very thankful and blessed and honored to be part of Dr. Bobby's life and to have her as part of mine, as a boss, as a friend, as a mentor.
10: Dr. Bobby Vormans was one of the most influential people in my life. When I was 14 years old, I was graced with her presence and my life was immediately changed. The reason I am a chiropractor today is because of her love, encouragement and dedication to the world. My name is Dr. Rachel Elliott and I became a patient of Dr. Bobby Vormans at age 14. Um, I fell in love with chiropractic because of her passion and dedication to the entire profession and her true belief in the difference that chiropractic can make in the world and in every single person's life. Um, Dr. Bobby radiated positivity and love everywhere she met, everywhere she went. She was the most authentic person I've ever met, and she held every person accountable for their own life journey while loving and encouraging them to take steps toward better health, no matter the situation. She brought true joy and ingenuity to every interaction she had and left a lasting impact on every person that she met. Her presence in this world will be sorely missed and unforgettable, but her light will shine on forever through the chiropractic profession and every single person who was graced with her presence."
11: Hi, this is Dr. Jay LaGuardia, and I understand it's very difficult these times to put into words how we all feel, however, I think it's incredibly important to remember the impact and love Dr. Bobby had on so many of our lives, mine included. Bobby was always a source of inspiration and light, always with a kind word and a positive affirmation with every touch. You had with her, whether it was on the phone, during a text, or a personal conversation. Bobby impacted so many lives in so many countless ways. And even though she left us far too soon, her impact and legacy will live on through each and every one of us for the rest of our lives. She was a tremendous chiropractor and even better person. Bobby will be greatly missed, but never forgotten as her light and her love continue to shine upon us each and every day.
12: Hi, this is Dr. Scott Haggerty and
13: Dr. Lena Haggerty.
12: And we have so many great memories of Bobby. Um, You know, I remember my greatest impression of Bobby was always that she was just energetic, caring, warm, loving. And, you know, when we saw her at chiropractic conventions and she was just giving, her heart was always a giver. She was always willing to give knowledge, time, um, counsel. And I just remember her having just the biggest heart that you can ever ask for an individual to give. She would give even when it wasn't convenient for her. She would give up her time, her, her energy, her wisdom. And I will always remember just what a giving person that she was to us, especially when she didn't have to be. You know, when we first met her, I remember her just, you know, opening up and just sharing her heart and her knowledge and her her warmth with us. And and my wife and I, we had a, a great dinner one time. And I just remember sitting there just thinking that she was just the most pleasant, most kind person. And uh, I will remember those, those, those feelings about Bobby always.
13: Yeah, I still remember meeting Bobby and I will always remember the trainings, the dinners, And our accountability group, she was a part of it for a while and she really helped make it something special. And um, that was a time that we won't be able to replace, but she was just an amazing spirit with an amazing heart that gave all of the time. And her hugs were priceless and she always lent an ear. And so many wonderful memories of her but something that really stands out to me—two things, I guess—a um, rooftop dinner that we had, and our love of truffle <laughs> <laughs> truffle aioli. Um, and one training we came, and this seems so fitting. And she gave us—I think everyone in our group, maybe—a um, dammit doll, and it said. Whenever things don't go so well and you want to hit the wall and yell, here's a little damn it doll that you can't do without. Just grasp it firmly by the legs and find a place to slam it. And as you whack the stuffing out, yell, damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> and I don't know if that's appropriate for this video. Um, but, you know, it it seems appropriate now. You know, um, we loved her and... We will miss her and her spirit, though. It will live on through everyone that she touched.
12: And our prayers for all of you are to give that God give you comfort and strength and peace. in this so difficult time. God bless you all.
5: I am Dr. Wade Anderson. And I just wanted to reach out and give my condolences and sincerest sympathy to the Steinhoffel and Forman family for the loss of Dr. Bobby. She was an amazing chiropractor, an amazing person, and a powerful force for good in her community and in our profession. And oftentimes family may be less aware of the role that a loved one might play in our community or professionally, but I wanted to make sure you all knew how impactful Bobby was. as she spread sunshine literally around her community and wherever she went. So I just remember specifically her bright, shiny, sparkly smile. We will all sadly miss her. The profession will miss her, her community will miss her and I know her family will deeply miss her. So from the CSW and all of us, God bless you. And may Dr. Bobby's legacy
13: live on. Hi, Bobby, Mona, and I just wanted to tell you, you've made such an impact on so many lives around the state of Wisconsin and the world and the chiropractic profession. It's been an honor to be your friend and to grow with you, and I just can't say enough about how much impact you've made. So hugs to all your loved ones, and uh, thank you for all you've done.
14: Hi, this is Dr. Denisa Weber, owner of Serving Life Chiropractic and creator of The Conversation Lab. Um, I had the privilege of getting to um, know Dr. Bobby for the past, I know, good five years, but even had had the uh, opportunity to be an accountability partner with her for a period of time and have weekly uh, conversations and so we got to know each other pretty well during, during that time. And, um, Bobby's just always been in, I, I think it's totally appropriate that her middle name was Joy. Um, Bobby Joy because her smile was beautiful and infectious and her laugh was even, even better. Um, but she always brought in so much positivity. Um, trying to get through this without, breaking down, um, she's a chiropractic sister that I really will miss. I really miss her dearly. Um, she was just like, she was a mother to so many, um, and I mean, we are right around the same age, but she was always kind of more of the mother. Um, because Bobby never really lacked any confidence. Bobby is, was, um, confident in herself and unapologetically herself. Um, you know, she loves her family through and through her life on the farm and, um, in her practice, hometown chiropractic and just the impact to make, leave the place, leave wherever she went better than she found it. Um, Oh, I've got to clear out here. Um, She just, she exemplified the humility of a true leader. Um, And what I mean by that is that as a true leader, she was a true learner. She never um, put on airs. She never postured herself. She, as she would say, is she would call her, she's like, I know I'm a damn good chiropractor and I'm damn good at what I do. Um, she she's just recently was on our um, in my last class in TCL and she mentioned <laughs> to some of us that in one of our calls that bravery is still not my strength, but being confident is. And that is so true. And she just confidence was in everything confidence in her delivery confidence in how she loved people confidence in her strengths confidence in even confidence in other people and she would confidently speak life over others and encourage them including myself she would say you know denisa be nice to you (laughs) she'd be saying be nice to you um I was excited to even make her a module contributor. And because of her leadership, she I will say the one thing that I can say that Bobby really did was she was just like a she was a buster. Like I would I would do things and then I would like wait because Bobby would always slide in with the deeper question after. Like she would always be, yeah, but then what? You know, and she she just like kind of like cuts through all this stuff gets to the real thing. And they are like, okay, but how are we going to actually implement that? How are we, and this was like in our accountability calls, this is, you know, because she, she wants everyone to be able to move forward. And, um, what a privilege, you know, her community had to have access to her, to, um, to have her heart, um, her to love on people, for her staff to be there with her. I mean, the ripple effect of her wake was huge. She was a blessing to so many, including myself. And, um, and I, um, I did want to share, um, the last conversation that I had with her, um, in our zoom, uh, call and she was sharing it with some of the younger doctors that were in our group too, but, um, I'm just going to share it with you guys. Um, she was speaking about her, your impact, and I feel like the very thing that she is sharing is exactly, she's just describing herself and her impact to us.
15: God will put, put people in our path and we need to step up and be the people they need us to be. Mm-hmm. And then we can, you know, we learn, we learn about who we're, who we're meant to be on this earth. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm sorry.
14: That's
8: a little bit more. <laughs>
14: <Don't apologize. laughs> I let, that's usually where the lane goes. That laugh. She she shares, God will put people in our path when we need to stop step up and be the people they need us to be. And then we learn about who we are meant to be on this earth. Um she's she shared such a light. And um I pray that I can be half a leader. She is. She was. Um She'll be deeply missed and um, and I pray that we can all find that humility and be able to come to the table together um, and serve our profession even better and think of her as we we have the privilege to lay hands on other people and make ripple effects and wakes and blessings um, in in our own communities but my thoughts and prayers are with her family and I still can't um so can't believe she's not here with us but heaven gained an angel and um i'm just
16: blessed that i was able to
14: call her friend
16: bobby vormans was truly larger than life and could bring a smile to your face on your hardest day my name is kelly mill and i've been blessed to serve next to her for over four years Bobby was my colleague, my boss, my friend, and my mentor. I got to see her change lives every day. And she changed my life. When I graduated from chiropractic school, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a chiropractor. What I was taught wasn't congruent with what I was feeling and Bobby showed me what chiropractic really was and the changes that it could make in people's lives. And I will forever be thankful to her for that. She was truly a light in our community, in our clinic, in my life. And that light still shines. I will never forget the lessons that she taught me She would read me like a book, even when I didn't want her to. She supported me through many things. And she helped me grow into the person I am, not just as a chiropractor, but as a woman and now a wife. I will always remember Bobby, and I will always love her and I will take care of her patients and I just hope to continue to make her proud.
0: So today's guest is, um, if you, you'll figure out real fast, is an old friend of mine, not to call her old. She's not old, but she's a friend that I've had for a long time. is definitely, she is a powerful leader there is no other way she has this presence if you've ever met bobby vormans um she has this presence that takes up a room that i am just jealous of like her heart it, it fills a room with joy um and every time i interact with her i'm just like you like god just like dipped you in a little something a little something special like she makes people feel Special and it's a skill that I definitely am jealous of um, (laughs) because I don't know what I do to people. I make people laugh and then I don't know that, whatever. So she is a wife, a mama of two beautiful girls. Dr. Bobby Vormans is the owner of two chiropractic offices in small town rural Wisconsin. So, yes, she is a Wisconsin rural girl like me. Um, She graduated from Northwestern Health Sciences University in 2003. In 2015, she bought the office she had been running since 2009, which then established the Hometown Chiropractic Center. Two years later, in 2017, she opened a second Hometown Chiropractic Center in Rhinelander. Dr. Bobby was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in middle school, and chiropractic care offered her hope as an adolescent girl, both in life and athletics. Dr. Bobby's passion to grow chiropractic in her communities comes from the hope she found as a child. She prides herself by being surrounded by an amazing team of doctors and staff. When she is not at the office, Dr. Bobby can be found on her family farm in the beautiful Harrison Hills. She loves to be outside camping, four-wheeling, and making maple syrup. Um, Her and I are going to have a conversation today about opening a second clinic. All right, crew. So here is a fun conversation between me and one of my besties, Dr. Bobby Vormans. Well, welcome to the show, Bobby. Thanks, Lauren. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. I'm so <laughs> Kirby right away is just gonna be like, "Damn it, Bobby, you blew up the volume." He's oh, gonna have- <laughs> sorry, Kirby. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that I was gonna have you on, but damn, like, yeah, it's like 90 some episodes. But when this airs, I don't know which this. I think this will air on the south part of 100. But, like, I really thought I was going to get you in faster than that. Sorry, girl. <laughs> but like, it's, it's okay. Time you know I love you. Yeah, time flies. So I am very excited. For those um, listening, you're not used to um, interviews that are in person, but this amazing woman lives in my state. My state. My state of Wisconsin. Um, and so when I said, hey, would you be willing to be on the podcast um, to talk about, you know, running two clinics and just being a badass, she said, only if we can do it in person. And I'm like, oh my God, that'd be amazing. So we're actually looking at each other's faces right now. It's the best in way. Person, and it's great. Um, okay. So I know everything about you, including your Enneagram now. Um, <laughs> but can you please... Just kind of give your background. Yeah, I you know it's a loaded question. It so. is a loaded Take question. Take all the time you need. <laughs> However, the most
15: important thing is, is I'm a chiropractor. Yes. Yep. And, um, but why I started chiropractic is I have an amazing chiropractic story. Um, I was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis when I was a seventh grader and told I would be in a wheelchair by the time I was in high school and talk about a middle school girl going through something like that. Like I was devastated. I was pulled from all my sports. I was, you know, went into a depression state, which I can say that now, not knowing what it was then. Um, I have amazing parents. So they pushed and prodded every direction. Um, And when I sat in in Marshfield, Wisconsin, which was the hubbub of healthcare at Mm -hmm. the time of growing up, um, and they told me my prognosis, my mom's like, there's no way. So then we started seeing a chiropractor. My brother was seeing a chiropractor for a wrestling injury, um, Dr. Jim Barr, and brought me to them uh, and ended up playing college sports. That's and it. so chiropractic really changed, obviously, not only my mindset because of I was able to get back to doing what I do, but it gave me hope. Mm-hmm. And I knew then and there that that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be able to give hope to kids and families.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm always jealous when people have really great. I mean, I've heard your chiropractic story uh, probably like seven times now, and I'm always jealous. I'm just like, I mean, not of the arthritis that sucks. Yeah, it does. Uh, Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. But um, just the like, man, I want a cool chiropractic story. Mine's lame. I once was on a podcast though, and I knew they were going to ask because I think they had like told me they were like a really organized host, so that you know. But also, like, lame, because they ask the same questions to everybody. Yeah. (laughs) You never know what you're going to get on this podcast. (laughs) Um, So I'm looking at the questions ahead of time, and there it is. Like, what's your chiropractic story? Or like, you know, and I was just like, so I prepped that I was going to tell them that I actually got injured in a fire incident while I was a traveling circus clown. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually pulled it off for about five seconds. And I think it was Richard Letta that I told this to, I think, from the Cairo Inspired podcast. And he just looked at me and he just goes, wait, what? And I'm like, no, I'm just joking. But I'm like, you believe me for a second, right? So that's my, uh, that's my goal. Most people to- would believe you no matter what you say, Lauren. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> if they true. only knew you. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just a terrible I'm liar, kidding. though. So like, if I could actually <laughs> bluff, and would be like, mm-hmm, totally. That's my story. God. We're both open books. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So fast forward into career. How long have you been in practice? And so I graduated from Northwestern
15: College of Chiropractic in 2003. So I've been in practice 17 years. I was an associate doctor in Green Bay, Wisconsin and in Medford, Wisconsin, and then now in Tomahawk, Wisconsin, where um, I actually um, took over the clinic and ran the clinic for my um, child, my, my chiropractor in my childhood. And um that's when I bought the practice from him mm. in two thousand fifteen.
0: Um and bought our second was practice an, in twenty seventeen. Now, was that an allied practice? It was an allied so health. So did in you have to buy that practice twice? No. Okay, so when Allied in for people listening, yeah. you have no idea, like yeah. Allied Health was a conglomeration. Conglomeration mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. Mostly Wisconsin, right? Yeah, Midwest. Midwest, And docs had to like, kind of like buy Mm -hmm. their practice from them when they, Mm -hmm. so, okay, so you only had to buy it once.
15: I only bought it once. I was a shareholder practice, so the person that owned my practice was a shareholder in the corporation, so I just bought it directly from him.
0: Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when did you buy this, or when did you start the second clinic? So I started the second clinic in August of 2017. So you had been in practice... 13 years? hmm Oh, it's only been four years since you've seems like forever. I didn't know that that okay. So mm-hmm. what tell people about like how that came about. Absolutely. So um we
15: had an amazing practice in Tomahawk, which was our first location, is my hometown. Uh and we were at the point where I felt I needed growth in a direction. so we are contemplating, do we hire a third doctor? Because there mm-hmm. were two of us. Or do I open a second clinic? And my husband and I were looking for an investment. Like we wanted we wanted to do an investment, a uh, financial investment. And we truly believe we need to invest in things that we know and we mm-hmm. love so that we have some play in the game of it. Yeah. And we also had human investment or human capital yeah. for an investment because we, we, we were in the process of hiring our third doctor. Okay. And so with this... Um, we looked at what else to do. And my the doctor that leads my second clinic, Dr. Grace Syker. Did you Nash. have her before? Yeah. So she was my associate doctor right out of high school or right out of chiropractic college. She did her T10 with me. And then she was with me. She's been with me almost 10 years now. Um, and so she is from Rylander, where my second practice is. And our brand is Hometown. And it was an easy decision not the negotiations of buying the second practice, but to move her into the office, mm-hmm. um, both as an investment financially and into chiropractic Yep. Uh, as far as that's concerned.
0: So if we were kind of in this episode creating a list of like essential things that you need before you're going to start a second practice, <laughs> I would think the first and foremost is like the right people.
15: Yeah, um, I think that's like the most important yeah. people, especially I think. I think if you take a step back and defining what you as the owner's role is going to be in the practice. So like, I don't adjust in my second practice at all, Mm -hmm. at all. And uh, Dr. Grace runs it. She's the lead doctor. She does a lot of the other um, day in and day out procedural stuff there in that office. I go in and maybe do some of the overseeing or CEO stuff, quote Mm -hmm. CEO stuff uh, in the office and maybe go in when she's on vacation and see patients there. Is it...
0: Is that no? Because you're just like a relief doctor. You're just like yeah, like it's, funny it's a relief doctor. I bet people do. The patients know you there? Not mad. No, no. Not all
15: of them. Some of them do. Yeah. I mean, it's been four years now, so I've yeah. been in and out of the practice um, quite a so few different times. Because they're
0: just like, now where where do you work? And you're like, yeah. I actually own this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually say that. Like to me, it's not a big
15: deal. I want the patients to have their care. Yeah. I want them to be blessed with chiropractic, and you know, if they ask, you know, I'll yeah. be like yeah, I know Dr. Grace, I'm a doc in the Tomahawk office. And that's what like, you,
0: that's what your answer is? Yeah. Oh, you're and, so sweet.
15: And then sometimes I'll be like, well, I'm Grace's boss. Yeah. You know, it just depends upon the situation yeah. and how you read people as far as that's concerned. But yeah. um, Grace deserves the credit. She has built that practice. Um, I mean, we're looking for a second doctor. So as everybody's listening. Hey, hey, hey. No, it, don't yeah, be going no, to Tomahawk. Northern Wisconsin, <laughs> Rylander, Wisconsin, if you're looking if to doctor, If anybody's be, going
0: anywhere, to, <laughs> listen, you don't get to come on my podcast and steal my associate. <laughs> Okay, let's reverse even more yep. and answer kind of the question. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, okay, I get this a lot. People being like, I I see you have two clinics. How did you know you were ready to open a second clinic? And I kind of answer it almost the same way that when people go, I'm thinking about starting a podcast and I'm like, oh my God, don't do it. It's so hard. So here's here's my assumption of what people think when they think about opening a second practice i'm killing it here if i i get lots of people saying oh if only you were closer to me i would go to you and so you hear that long enough and you're like well we're awesome here we can just be awesome over in this town and they think that it is less work because they've already figured out the systems and procedures of one and the analogy I would compare a second clinic to, and I can't wait to hear what you would say, this, is kind of like going from one child to two children. It is not half the work. It's not even twice the work. It is like exponential more work. Um, because I don't know that you, you, somebody could say like, well, yeah, but you've already figured out how to be a parent and you're nailing it. And you're like, yeah, but that second child has its own personality, its own demands, um, So what are your thoughts on that?
15: So my first thing would be, which we already discussed, is the people we surround ourselves with, like our team members Mm -hmm. and also my husband. So as my husband and I sat down and looked at growth opportunities for me and what that would look like, um, it was we could open a second clinic. Well, then what are the three things there? Um, Did we have enough financial capital to do that? Mm -hmm. And we did. Right. Did we have enough human capital to do that the way I wanted it done? And we did. Um, the third is, was I ready for the emotional stress? Hell no. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that was right. going to be until it like, happened. What We you right? mean, I as already had stress as, as of one yeah, clinic. Yeah. yeah. Were we killing it in Tomahawk? We were, we are ready for growth and mm-hmm. we had to figure out what that would be.
0: Had you kind of hit a plateau? Cause that's, that's another aspect that I think is often because like, if you're just growing, growing, growing. You almost don't even have time to think. I think where I started to go like, maybe we should open a satellite is like, it wasn't we had stopped growing, but like you just see a lot more growth potential.
15: So I think we had, I think we were still growing, just not as fast as I'd like to be. And Mm -hmm. I felt stagnant. Like I felt I, as the owner, I, as the doctor, I, as me, needed a chance to do something different. I think I feel that way every five to seven years. Mm. Like I need to do something different. I need to explore like how I can push myself further and how I can serve more under chiropractic care Mm -hmm. without the use of my two hands.
0: Right. Because I'm only one person. Right. Okay, so I interrupted you and I told you I was going to do my best not to do that. But you were saying like, okay, so first with Grant of mm-hmm. like you needed to check in. Did you have the uh-huh. human potential? The- human
15: capital, financial capital, right? And the emotional. And the emotional, yeah, as far as that's concerned. So um, yes to three, unknown four, <laughs> unknown emotional capital right. as far as that's concerned. And the drive. I mean, not only was it for me, um, but I truly believe in mentoring the younger generations of chiropractors. And I love doing that. that Mentorship
0: like,
15: is work. Yeah, yeah, it is work. It is absolutely work. And a uh, huge shout out. I'm giving a shout out to Rachel Elliott, who just opened up her practice in Appleton, Wisconsin. So she was um, also didn't she, come associate for us. Uh, uh, yeah. And didn't associate for me. Love you, Rach. Um, I don't and, love you, <laughs> And <laughs> she's so to get she, uh, this she was a high school student that worked in my office who's now a chiropractor mm-hmm. and things coming full circle. But I love mentoring. I love mentoring the younger generation. Yeah. I love chirals that start. And Dr. Grace needed a push and a growth in a different direction than mm-hmm. I could give her. Yeah. Being under. under so you saw an
0: opportunity. I so. saw an
15: opportunity for her too.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you. Did you just replicate your exact systems and procedures? We tweaked. We had to tweak. Um, It's an open
15: concept office in Rylander, and we were not open concept in Tomahawk. Okay. So most policies and procedures are replicated. And due to doctor strengths or staff strengths, it depended on, like, who does the financial ROFs in the office. But other than that, most policies and procedures are similar. So any doctor or any team member can go into the other office and pick up where they need to. And do they
0: ever? Like, do... Not as much anymore. Okay. But
15: yes, I mean, us in the Tomahawk office do Grace's um, vacation relief, Dr. Grace's vacation relief. And Dr. Grace came down when we had a doc on maternity leave and did Fridays a couple times a month for us. Okay. Um, But team members, um, I did have an office manager that went to both clinics um, and did more back office work. But team members only go if there's uh, an emergency. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, someone's out and someone else can't fill in at that office. But other than that, we don't um, we don't
0: usually have that. No. But the systems and procedures are enough that it's like mm-hmm. I can plop you in and plop you out. Um, what about someone who thinks that they are going to be the doctor in both?
15: Ugh. I don't know. You're better than me, Lauren. You're better than me. So no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> <in> one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, uh, you know, I I think that you need to really think about. I have kids mm-hmm. and I have a family. Um, I may not have been best about my boundaries and I'm a workaholic. And so I would dive right into work and have to be pulled out quite a bit, which I'm doing much better with. Yeah. My are you life. a control freak? No, I don't think I'm a control freak. Oh. Absolutely not. But I am. I do like to work. Okay. Like I feel like I've always had to prove who I was mm-hmm. and that by working hard, I've always been able to do that. So that's just how I've Become a nature, and I've had to work through that, right? Like, I yeah. don't recommend that to, for people, right? But I think you know, one thing I would say out there it, before we I finish answering the question you asked oh, is what was the question? I asked? The question you had asked was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you did. Um, <clears throat> is like we all have our own stories about where we came from and who we are and what our backgrounds are, but they make us who we are today, mm-hmm. and so some of us have walked paths that are. Some people would judge are better or worse than others, and but if it wasn't the path I walked, I wouldn't be who I am. So I truly believe my strong shoot, strong suit of being a hard worker has gotten me to where I am, but it's also, you know, I'm sure we'll get into my heart issues. Mm-hmm. so it's also like put me in a state of what I don't like about who I am too, right, right? So But um, you now, what was the question you asked? I legit? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just like leaned in like, yes, you know, so the 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 second clinic, um, you know, getting into that. Oh, the doctor being the doctor in the second. Clinic, oh, yeah. Like I couldn't even imagine like I'm a, um, you know, I at my most I've seen like four hundred and fifty seven PVs a week by myself. Um, and yeah. and I don't I don't want to see that a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good seeing 200 a week. Um, I don't work full time as a as an mm-hmm. adjuster in the office um but i i don't want that for myself my yep. body you know i had rheumatoid arthritis as a child my body isn't doesn't like that physically um but i truly believe that um if you're going to be a doctor in each office you need to be good about your boundaries and what you're asking of yourself cuz not only is a second office a huge emotional investment in the owner um but when it has to be a physical investment
0: too mm-hmm. um you're asking a lot of your own body so question as far as like maybe not necessarily adjusting mm-hmm. in both clinics, mm-hmm. but where I where I've struggled with two clinics is you know, the doc that runs Dr. Jess who runs our the clinic I'm not in is amazing, but she's not the boss. So the employees don't, I don't want to say don't fear her, but you know mm-hmm. like, I feel like it is difficult. Like I am the energy, I am the drive, I am the vision. And so like, if I'm only in one clinic and I'm not over there being like, hey, how come nobody's like, didn't we say like posting the goals on this bulletin board? Didn't we decide that at the meeting, like we were gonna do this? And so this is where like, I'm definitely a control freak. And is the thing that I struggle with of like, Who's providing the drive if you're not there and maybe it's not driving the drive, but cracking the whip, you know, so it's super funny you ask that, because if I've learned
15: anything over the years, it's the more I let go and let grace take that control the more successful the clinic is and the more successful I am and the more successful she is. Mm-hmm. So grace runs that practice. Like I'm confident to say grace runs that practice. If she needs help, she looks it for, she asked me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, do I oversee things? I absolutely do. Right. As far as that's concerned. Um, but the team knows um, Grace's strengths and weaknesses. Um, they know when, to, when she can push, like grace does not like to see a full schedule. So like they know she can't look at the schedule, just adjust, you go adjust. And so Grace does way better if she doesn't look at a schedule and what her day is going to look like. So she
0: has no idea who's showing up. Sometimes not (laughs) at all. I mean, I look at the schedule and I'll still be like, you're here. Were you on the schedule? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, cool. Cool. <laughs>
15: yeah. So it's it's getting to know um what makes each one of us click in different ways, mm-hmm. um. But the more I let go, like we set goals and my expectate,
0: like I are the goals individual clinic or are the yes, goals the goals are
15: individual clinic, and then okay. I have goals okay. for both clinics together.
0: And do they do you talk about your combo goals with the team? Yeah, we absolutely okay. do. Not often, do, maybe quarterly. Do they really? care how the other clinic
15: is doing? I wouldn't
0: say they don't care. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's not their priority. Yeah. So you and I have our, we have very different Mm situations. So you have a doc in each that is like bonused off the performance of that clinic. How far away are Rhinelander and Tomahawk? About 25 miles. Okay. So... Cumberland and Rice Lake so we, we each have a smaller town and a bigger town mm-hmm. um so we're only 18 miles but everybody like from the smaller town comes to the bigger town mm-hmm. and so we when we set up our satellite clinic we needed it to be that you could go to either clinic and not many we?
15: people do yes they okay do. so it's possible yeah it's possible yeah it's possible um not many do though okay. you know the big time people do that is um when one of the docs is on vacation okay. or where one is closed for a different reason um and or if like we're open five days a week in tomahawk and Rylander's is open three and a half days a week okay so like if there's an a, yep, a patient fine, that okay. needed more support then they would come to tomahawk on the days that no different than if cumberland was closed yep. then they would come to rice lake yep. So that aspect of things, but there isn't a lot of, I'll say patient sharing
0: that occurs. Well, and like, I struggle with, um, everybody not being able, like, so for a while we did really separate, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I had other coaches saying like, you really need them to be individualized. You need to see which clinic is growing. And I actually don't disagree with it at all. Um, but I liked I like it now, currently, at least how we have it set up, where everybody's got the same goals that I have in my head of like money is money is money. If this clinic, you know, and we definitely have aspects that we're looking of like, okay, this ship is sinking. You know, there's some red flags that we would see for sure. Um, But it's it's fun for my personality to be like, no, we're all shooting for this one thing. Um, Otherwise, I got too stressed. You know, and it's super.
15: so we're both goal oriented people, mm-hmm. you and I. And so when we were with a previous coaching group that we mm-hmm. were with together, we took a look at, um, you know, taking our team on a trip. or I did at mm-hmm. my clinic and <clears throat> then we uh, all the goals had to be hit as as uh, yeah, clinics.
0: Yeah. So like so we
15: we shot for them separately, but no one knew where we were together. Right. OK. And so except for me. And so we, it it was amazing to see how, you know, we may, if it wasn't for one clinic, we wouldn't have hit our new patient goals. And if it wasn't for another clinic, we would have never hit our when they were together. Right. Exactly.
0: So what do you do now? Like, do you have times where, like, so do you still do like big goals? I do big goals. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what happens if, one clinic, have you had that happen yet? Yeah, absolutely.
15: So where one so then clinic does one clinic not get to go? Well, we haven't done anything as far as that's concerned. Okay. But it would happen that one clinic would not get to go.
0: No. So. <laughs> It hasn't happened yet. See, and but, that's where, like, but, I'd be yeah. such a chicken chip. Yeah. I would, like, yeah. say it. I'd be like, okay, so if you don't hit your goals, yeah. you don't get to come to my birthday party. Yeah. And then they, if they don't hit them, I'd be like, you can still come. It's okay. Yeah. Like, it's
15: just, but I'm also a weak-ass parent. So, you know, so I, I've, I've really thought things through differently as far as, like, I really want to spend time with my doctors learning and growing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, each year I take a doctor on a trip. And so we do that a little bit separately now, as far as the doctors are concerned. So, like Dr. Kelly and I went to Cal Jam together. And then I took an extra day of vacation. We just hung out on the beach and we talked about what we learned in Cal Jam and how we wanted to maybe implement some new things. Mm-hmm. But it was her and our time. Dr. Grace and I, we did a Dell's weekend with our families. I would have preferred the California. I know California. you would have. <laughs> But you know, I'd so like, so we we it. both have kids in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And so the kids got to hang out, we hung out, our husbands hung out. Yeah. And so we spent time together. And it's just, you know, I've really worked on working with my doctors and who they are because I've learned that they flourish if I accept them for who they are mm-hmm. and lean into that. Um, so like how I get feedback from them is differently, how I meet with them is differently, how often I meet with them is differently. Um, And it's all set up in my schedule accordingly.
0: Well, and as you're saying this, it's like, and this is why it's exponentially more work because it's like, you don't get to just replicate. No. You can replicate your new patient script, but you don't get to replicate. Well, and I believe that part of what makes a chiropractic clinic great and successful is you being interwoven in the town. Mm -hmm. So part of the, one of the biggest reasons that I was not as worried about opening Rice Lake was because we lived in Rice Lake. Um, Cumberland was a lot of work for me to like show them like, nope, I'm here. I'm on these boards. See that. Um, I'm going to these events, the fireworks, blah, blah, blah. But in Rice Lake, my kids were going to be going to the school. I grocery shop there. I do small business there, like on the weekends. And so Um, If you own a practice now in the town you live in Mm -hmm. and you're looking at opening a clinic in a town you don't live in, Mm -hmm. that's where it's like, whoa, damn, exponential more work because it's like, yeah, you might need to switch churches. Like you should probably, you know, go to church in that other town for a little while. You should probably think about putting your kids in activities in that town for a while because so much of marketing is like, look i am here and a normal person and having these talks and meeting people through that is what makes it so hard
15: well and i think one of the reasons why rylander is so successful is because that was strategically planned out before i even made the decision to open a practice so grace is from rylander our Mm -hmm. brand is hometown like we're intertwined so dr grace is from Rylander. she coaches the downhill ski team her stepdaughter goes to school at rylander high school her husband works for the Mm -hmm. hospital system um, she had already been woven into the Rhinelander community and she transferred, traveled to Tomahawk mm-hmm. and you know, it's amazing. Plus I have two sisters. I mean, I could go on and on about the connections we yep. have in the community. Um, but you're not wrong. Like the energy, I think a lot of people, I mean, no different than, Hey, I'm going to start my own clinic. Right. Mm-hmm. Until you're deep down in it, you don't realize the amount of stress that you are going to need. That um, how much energy you know we talk HRVs. How much reserve energy do we have, right? Yeah. To continue to pour into things before us as leaders and CEOs are like, ah, oh, please God help me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean as far as that's concerned. But it definitely the intertwining between um, clinics and the intertwining in the community is for a small town Northern Wisconsin is a necessity.
0: Oh. Do you think it's not a necessity in a big town? I mean, this is just us
15: two small-town yeah. girls
0: guessing. I, I, it- I don't
15: know that answer. I don't know that it's... I I don't know that answer, to tell you the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I grew up in a small town. That's that's all I know is a small mm-hmm. town. Um, So I don't know the answer for that as far as that's concerned. Like, we... You know, I talk about there's it because no I, you know, in a small town. I, you know, we WJJQ, our local radio station. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Like you want small town, like we do a live radio show every Friday morning at oh, yeah. seven you,
0: 55. You don't get to do that kind of stuff. In yeah. A big town. You know what
15: I mean? So there's, I mean, you walk into most places in our hometown and that radio station is still playing in most shops and mm. most restaurants. Um, you know, we had it playing in our clinic till our radio went out. So, you know, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, it's small town stuff.
0: So the other thing about small towns, since we got on this little tangent mm-hmm. that I don't love, but I think it is why there are, I have, I heard this a while ago from actually, um, oh God, Brad Wildberg. Yeah. Within Allied Health. Yeah. yeah. Annie's so, dad. Yep. Annie's dad. Uh, so, so he, he said was that my there boss. are mo- that. yes yeah okay. there are he said and I don't know where he yeah. pulled this probably yeah. out of his ass Uh, he said <laughs> there are more million dollar chiropractic clinics in small towns than in like big cities percentage wise type of thing because so much of a small town everybody knows you so like it can work against you if you're not that great of a person mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're like a nice person then you're constantly marketing and mm-hmm. it sucks it's draining but like you're at the grocery store people see you people know you you're being front of mind you know you're on facebook everybody sees you everybody my husband you.
15: does the grocery shopping most of the time
0: <laughs> do you struggle with because you're introverted
15: i am you struggle a little with that introverted
0: anonymity?
10: Tea
15: no, a, a little bit aspect of it. You know, we have chickens. I live on a farm,
10: and <laughs> what do so chickens like have to do with it
15: because I'll be walking out in my, you know, my pajamas and my muck boots, and I'll go feed the chickens, and I'll be like, "Hey, I saw you feeding the chickens the other day."
0: What? Yeah, wait. If you're on a farm, yeah, are these people who are seeing you. Yeah, well, we
15: live right close oh, okay. to the road, yep. and so they'll be driving by, and so. Um, but you know, as far as what I loved about Tomahawk and one of the reasons I came back is because every time I came home, I went to the grocery store and I saw everybody mm-hmm. and I, I love going into the grocery store. So I am more of an introvert, but one of my strongest strengths is zest for life. So I'm a very boisterous person for better terms, um, or in your face, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, and so I have no issue carrying a conversation on with someone. I just have an issue, um, sometimes ending the conversation.
0: So, so it doesn't bother you to it like go your their me. store Mm-mm. and know no. multiple
15: people. No, not at all.
0: My kids, when they come with me, it bothers them. But they, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So, like, we talked at lunch how I hate the introverted, extroverted system. But mm-hmm. you would claim to be introverted. I would. But nobody would call you that. Nope. Um, I, as a three, am supposed to be, you know, a performer. A very, like, loving the limelight. And I do... But only on my terms, and so I can I, see that anymore. Yeah, right. yeah, right. <laughs> Back to the control group. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing I hate about the an, the lack of anonymity is that I am going to unintentionally offend someone, and then they're not going to like me over something I didn't even know. Like, you know, I've had people say like yeah, we've gone to church together. like, they'll start as a new patient. I'll be like, nice to meet you. And they'll be like, we've gone to the same church for years. And I'm just like, I mean, have we, have we actually met? And they're like, no, but you know, I've seen you. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know who you are. Like, come on, that's not fair. And so like, it's, uh, that stresses me out. And I can totally understand that.
15: You know, it's good growth for you, Lauren.
0: It's no. good growth. It's
15: good growth. Push your, you know, growth only occurs outside your comfort zone, girl. Well, and I you know. got to waste <laughs> to
0: go with that. Okay. So, uh, HRV, let's, uh, talk about the stress and kind of like, so you opened the clinic in 2017 mm-hmm. and your heart stuff was, two, was end right? of eight, 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, talk about that a little bit.
15: So, um, I have an amazing husband. You know, I have a Kirby, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he's amazing. He took a lot of the stuff when we started the clinic. He was the go-to for anything that went wrong or um, we own the building. So there's a lot of stress. It's not only the business, but the building. So my stress level was high. I'm, I'm a high achiever, too. Like I push myself really hard um, and it was a struggle. You know, getting the the first, it wasn't a struggle actually getting it started, but um, making sure that it was performing the way we wanted it to perform, the second clinic.
0: Numbers-wise? Numbers, collections,
15: everything-wise. You know, Dr. Grace is amazing. She sees between 2 and 250 now a week. The clinic we started with was like 70 to 90 a week. So um, she brought that up and has been pretty consistent now for the last like six to eight months between 2 and 250. And but if we backtrack to when it started, it was up and down and up and down. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, anytime you buy a practice versus start your Mm -hmm. own, it's, you know, some people just don't mesh with your energy and, you know, learning to not take that offensively versus being like, okay, they just don't mesh. We just don't belong together. Yeah. Um, but that always weighed on my shoulders, whether is it going to be successful? Is it going to be, are we going to make enough money? Are we going to make ends meet? Um, in addition to, I still have a full-time practice mm-hmm. and another doctor and another team in the Tomahawk and trying to make sure and maintaining that was being as successful as it could be also. Mm-hmm. So um, fast forward in February, March, I didn't, I started not feeling good in 2018. Um, lower energy. I did a cleanse. I felt amazing. Um, probably the best I had felt then. mid-March. Um And I started, uh, you know, a lot of some of our busiest time in the clinic was between February and probably August of that year. And then I started not feeling like my energy, like winded, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would go for a walk and I'd be like, why am I so winded? And then I started not feeling good at all. And we were going to California to do a, a conference in October Um, I hop on and, you know, I, the last 90 days of the year, I'm always, you know, Mm -hmm. taking care of myself and looking at it strategically in a different way. So October 1st, I get on the treadmill and I can only do one minute before I had to stop. Like, what the heck? I can't breathe. Um, so I shower, hop in the shower, had to work and it just progressively got worse. Um, and then in November, it got a little bit better. And so I thought it was, you know, I, I spoke on stage out in California. Oh my gosh, that, that year. is right. That happened yeah. like weeks before that. Yeah. So I spoke on stage in October and then I, you know, and then it was hunting season in northern Wisconsin. And Thank so you. we're out hunting and my daughter shot a deer and we were tracking it and I couldn't, I couldn't walk, I couldn't keep up with them. Like I was doubled over in pain and... So finally, I was in church on Sunday after Thanksgiving and I couldn't even stand because I was in so much pain and I go home and I am um, maybe a little stubborn, just just <laughs> a little,
0: just
10: a little stubborn,
0: it's not a control freak, but just yeah. stubborn.
15: And um, so I, I get home and I just, I call my husband who's at the hunting shack and I'm like, I'm heading to the ER, which for me to say was huge. And yeah. so I get to the ER and my blood pressure was like 280 over 190. Oh, my gosh. and they're like, how are you still standing up? And I was fine. I carried out I, My breathing was fine. I wasn't labored. I was in severe pain. Um, So they thought at first maybe I had a cancerous tumor on my adrenal gland. Um, And they saw a little abnormality in the EKG. So they had to rule out anything to do with my heart before that. So they scheduled me for um, a procedure the next day to check my heart out. And they went in and sure shooting had 99% blockage in the arteries of my heart. Um 99 in one and 90 in the other. And so I had two stents put in. Um the ninety-nine percent. Yeah. And so my HRV was tanked before I went in. And it took probably um, I mean, I, I don't think it's still the best it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it stress is huge. Huge. And so if you would ask me right now if I'd want to open a second practice. Probably not.
0: Like a third practice or like, you're like, like no, if it's I had smart. to redo it <laughs> yeah.
15: and I had been through mm-hmm. this beforehand, I don't know that I would redo it.
0: Mm-hmm.
15: Am I glad I did it? Absolutely. Yeah. Positively. Um, mm. But when I go, when you, in my opinion, if I go through things like I went through where um, I come out of it and the doctor's like, I don't even know why you're still here. I don't know why you like, I've never had a heart attack. I have no dead heart muscle. Um, but the doctor is like, I don't know how you don't have dead. I mean, mm-hmm. you have 99% blockage, which doesn't happen overnight. Your heart's been under stress. Most of your life. Um, I was 40 years old when that happened. Um, and I, you know, the doctor is dumbfounded. And of course I say it's because I'm a chiropractic, uh, person. Yeah. So not only do I eat well, but I think well and I move well. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept me from not having that heart attack. Um, But I know that stress affects me. And as I have dreams and goals and children and those ever, you know, when you go through a life altering event like that, um, it changes. Mm -hmm. It absolutely changes. Yep.
0: I mean, I want to ask about boundaries that you've had to do since then. But like, you know, I don't remember years at all. So we opened our second clinic six years ago, Mm -hmm. six ish, five ish. And, um, it was two years ago that I had like a whole big heart workup. Now I did not have stents. They, it was just a sit down with a cardiologist going like, so how's your stress level? Um, but yeah, you know, it is, uh, it's one of those things where like, I don't think you need to have two clinics to have super, a lot of stress, but like it, it's definitely, it's a big thing that needs to be handled when you're dealing with these high performing clinics or, you know, what kind of boundaries did you have to put into place after of like around the idea of like, okay, so we're running these Put into place or
15: my husband put into place for me. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. I'm not
15: a good boundary person. I mean, most people that have known me, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, you, you used to harass me when we were coaching together with a group that I'm involved in too much. I do too much. I'm on too many boards. I'm it's, on too many this. I'm on Enneagram too. Agree agree two. Yeah, just right. A helper. So, but um, I put in a lot of boundaries. One is a lot of self care boundaries. Okay.
0: Um, two is now. Hold so on. Hold on. Can we elaborate slightly more? <laughs> like, what, like, what kind of self care boundaries? Well,
15: just uh, like uh, uh, Epsom salt bath on a weekly basis, um, and like that's my me time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is personal boundaries that isn't so much like, this is what I do, but Bobby, God damn it. You got to let yourself do this mm-hmm. because you have, you're important. And sometimes I worked and gave everything I had to everyone else and never gave back to me. Yep. And it was a rude awakening for me to see that. So there's a lot of boundaries like, um, going to bed at a decent time, getting, I, I get most of the nights I
0: get eight hours of sleep, at least eight hours of sleep at night. I do um, too, but it's because my body like forces me. Like I typically like, I don't think I could stay up until 10 o'clock most nights. If I, Last night we did. We did last you night? <laughs> and I'm like, it's like 10, 20. And I'm like, you guys, I am two hours past my bedtime. I have to go to bed. But yeah,
15: so, you know, taking care of me. I mean, I still don't work out as much as I should. Um, Kirby and I were talking about meditation and yoga this morning. That's been an amazing um, addition to my daily routine As mm-hmm. I just, I do 10 to 20 minutes of yoga meditation every day. Um, so it's been great for me, great for my blood pressure, great for my heart, great for my balance, my flexibility. Um, because no matter what you have going on in your business, Hey, she slayers life occurs for you every Mm -hmm. day. And so that aspect of things of taking care of you, I mean, we preach it to our patients all the time. And as we get down into the business, we sometimes forget that we need to do it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially as we're high achievers and want to help and, and change well, lives. Well, that's
0: what I was thinking while we were talking. And you're saying this, like, you know, how you, like, kind of force yourself to take a bath. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that true? Um, I would say that it is a personality trait of somebody who's like, well, yeah, I have one thing going great. And now I need to do a second thing because I had, like, five minutes to of, like, rest. Of, like, So I'm going to start a second clinic and then maybe I'll even start a third. Like, might tend to be kind of like that workaholic mind frame um, mm-hmm. for someone who's like I have time I should start a mm-hmm. second clinic uh, and we don't want to rest yeah and so that's part of the problem is I don't know if there's a ton of people who are naturally really good at balancing the rhythms of like rest and work going uh, able-mindedly going I should do more work, right? can learn from people like, <laughs> that work yeah, right, are like, right? right. Huh, what do I even do with Wednesday mornings? Right. I should,
15: I should start a second. Well, and you're, you know, you talk balance. Cause I don't know what that is. I'll be honest. You know, I'm a, I'm an in it person. So if I'm at home, I'm in it. If I'm at work, I'm in it. Um, and you know, if I'm here, I'm, I'm fine. we was here with you. Like we were last night, just hanging out as friends you know, that's where I am mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. But I, I don't even know if I know what balance means, to be honest. You know, I that aspect of things. I, you know, got to hang out with your team this morning at the clinic. And, you know, they're like, if Lauren's not at work, she's still working. Yeah. You know, as far as that's <laughs> Start concerned. Start a damn yeah. podcast. Yeah,
0: right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's it's amazing. I, I mean, chickens. What? Maybe I should get chickens. Like so maybe <laughs> I could like Don't don't add more. Oh my god. Don't add more. No, I more. Think I'm going to add chickens. <laughs> Definitely going to add chickens. Oh, the eggs are nice in the morning. <laughs> well, okay, so one boundary I know mm-hmm. that you have talked about um is how many problems get to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you've kind of like talked around it multiple different times of like Having the right people, but like that's a boundary that you need. As when you are employing multiple people, if you got two clinics, you got multiple people, multiple docs. And sometimes just because you're the one who's like signing the checks, there can be, especially if you're in a control freak, there can be this idea that like everything needs to be run by you. And like, so you know, you've talked to like, you have to set that boundary of like, yeah. don't present me with that prop. Like, there are mm-hmm. people for that.
15: Absolutely. And, you know, so a couple things. One is I hired a personal assistant, mm-hmm. which has been a godsend. Mm-hmm. She's virtual. So she's been a godsend for me. Um, she works 10 hours a week and she does a lot of things that I don't researching. Right. Scheduling my uh, flights that I'm leaving for Florida with on Monday and, you know, doing things that I just don't have the time to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, I need you to order this for me. And, yep. Um, so she does a lot of things both in the clinic and personally for me. And it's amazing, um, which made me go oh, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stuff off my plate um at work like i just took everything that didn't need my energy and made a list of it and started dispersing it to people that i felt were confident and good at what they did mm-hmm. and um i'll be honest you know one of my uh strong suits is i trust easily if i say if i say something can you do this and you tell me you can then i think you're going to do it and have i been burned by that i have but it's just allowed me to get things off my plate
10: mm-hmm.
15: and set things up and knowing that things were getting done. And they have been. Again, guys, have you been burned? Have I been burned? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've really not let it affect of who I am. Yeah. So I still trust easy. So um, my team members, uh, two Tuesdays a month, they do bills and they just sent the checkbook and I sign them. I don't look. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I still, I
0: still want to sign them to know like I joke. that they're going out. <laughs> I'll joke with somebody. I'll be like, cause it, you know, let's yeah. say I'm out and I owe someone money or whatever. And I was just like, Oh, next time you're at the clinic, just ask the front desk to write you a $200 check. Like anybody could walk up to our front desk and be like, Lauren said to give me a check for $500. And they would just be like, all right, like Lauren said, <laughs> like, okay. You got to stop saying that, Lauren. I know, I know. You got to. I'm just like, I don't know, I
15: delegate too yeah. much. Too much. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't say that. I would say, you know, I always tell everybody my my most important thing is to work me out of a job. You know, so I, I don't want to be at the, if I don't want to be at the clinic, then I don't want to be at the clinic. Mm-hmm. You know, I want systems and procedures and people to know their worth at my offices where I don't have to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to that, then it's time for me to totally be gone. Yep. And I'm okay with that. You and I were just having that conversation this morning about if, if we ever would sell our practices and, mm-hmm. you know, um, I by far would sell, like if Dr. Grace wanted to buy the second practice wholeheartedly, she would have the opportunity to buy the second practice. Um, if there's someone that came in the next 10 years and wanted to buy the Tomahawk practice, I possibly would
0: just sell it to them. That's crazy. I know. I know. I know. So, you said systems and procedures. We're re- we mm-hmm. did a really bad job with the checklist, but somewhere in there, there's, there's so, we've said a yeah. lot of things, yeah. but it's more of like yeah. a I spy, you're going to have to find yeah. this checklist. Another huge thing for starting Second Clinic is you better have iron clad systems and procedures. Yeah, absolutely.
15: Iron clad systems and procedures, um, time to train
0: people on them. Um, you how know, do you set up your timing for training? I was wondering that, like, cause you said, like, it's in my schedule yeah, and I was going to ask. Like, yeah. So, so,
15: um, you know, I do a doctor training on every Wednesdays during our lunch hours so and the I three do of you, four of us, four of us, sorry. Mm-hmm. So the four of us, um, so during COVID times, which we could talk a whole podcast mm-hmm. on COVID times. Um, but during COVID times, we met on a weekly basis every single week, all four doctors just to talk about patient care struggles. Um, it was a bitch session in addition to like what kind of support each of us needed mm-hmm. personally and professionally, but we team train every Mondays, you know, okay. we team train in every person. Mondays. Uh, nope. So virtually. we're yeah, virtually with both clinics and then we'll separate and train separately. Um, if there's things that it's um, individual clinics, mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. So like Grace is a solo doctor. We are not right. So scheduling and that type of stuff is slightly different. So Um, we do training. I have, um, Dr. Kelly and I meet on a weekly basis. So I have a weekly time that's out of my schedule and her schedule that we meet. Um, Dr. Grace and I meet on a monthly basis, but she emails me her wins for the week on a weekly basis. Dr. Zoe emails me and we meet twice a month. So every, every single one of us, as far as doctors are concerned, meet on a different basis. Um, but it's best what I, what I have learned about who my doctors are, and how best to support them?
0: Yeah, sounds exhausting.
15: <laughs> it isn't actually. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that fire but you fire. Like, I do love you that. Love it. You so know, good at absolutely, it. I do love it. And it is, you know, if you think a second practice is because like I feel like I can't do anything more, you know, reach out to to Lauren because it's it's not about that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have enough passion to want to serve in chiropractic and enough emotional energy to open that second practice. Yep. Um, But most importantly, I mean, you got to believe in yourself and you, you know, I don't know how many times you said badass this morning, Um, but you know, you have to think that, you know, that you're the badass, that you're able to serve this, these people through chiropractic care. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have a team that um, can do that for you.
0: Yep. That's beautiful. Um, Final thoughts. Anything that we covered a lot of things. We
15: did good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know Lauren's an Enneagram. So when I hire, I do via character strength. Mm -hmm. And so every single person that I hire has to have that done. And I have to analyze it before they get to be hired into my office. Because I'm pretty particular that we have certain personalities that come in that fit into the team that's already amazing. So, um, you know, when you hire into two offices, that's a a huge aspect of things. That's something we didn't cover. Um, But I just feel that, you know, opening a second office, while it's been a huge blessing in my life, Um, and I had told you earlier, you know, I used to have a goal of five. I don't know that I'll ever do that um, yeah, you did. Yeah. That's right. You yeah. told me that. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I, um, I don't know that I'll ever do it. Cause I have a lot of other dreams and aspirations that have come together now and not just for me, but for my family. And, um, but opening a second business is while it's amazing, um, it is a lot of work. So mm-hmm. if you, um, are up for the task, reach out and connect. And I mean, I'd be glad I, I answer questions weekly from people. Um, yeah. That have two clinics, how, but Lauren how do
0: is, people reach out to you?
15: Inbox me on Facebook or you yeah. know, they can message me, direct message me on Instagram. Um, call me at my office in Tomahawk, it's Hometown Chiropractic Center. Um, I'm a pretty easygoing person. Yeah. So.
0: I was gonna say, you want them to call you? Yeah, no, don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't promise I'll return your call, but she'll do her best because yeah. she's a two. Yeah, that's right. Honest. Exactly. She's do her exactly. damn best to return. Exactly. Okay, She Slayers, thank you so much for spending this time with two friends. Wait, did you know we were recording this? <laughs> did you know this conversation started? You know, it started recording? like I knew we were recording, and then it just got to be like. <laughs> this is just us talking. Yeah. Just yeah. us talking. Um, all right. So uh, reach out to Bobby. She is. Seriously, when I talk about one of the women, like like the five chiropractic women who have been the biggest mentors in my life, you are absolutely always on that list. And um, right back at you. Yeah. So it's It's interesting because I was I was just about to close, but then I'm like, I'm going to throw one more story in. <laughs> um, I was reached out to by a, like, high, I forget, like, the name of the, like, club or whatever. It's very, like, Enneagram 8 driven of, like... Are you a powerful, high-driven chiropractor? You should be in this club. Um and so I was reading it on the website and I was actually very proud of myself because like old Lauren would have been like, oh my gosh, they think I'm good enough to be in their club. And like I would have, you know, signed up just without thinking about the mental health aspect. And I was like, eh, let's see if what this has to offer me and whether it's good. And it was talking about in their like um, verbiage on the website saying like it can be very lonely at the top. And that a lot of high level chiropractors don't have other high level chiropractors to like talk to. And it, when I read that, I knew like, oh, I don't need this club because it was just like I'm so blessed to have people like we're a kick-ass clinic and I have so many people who are like their clinics are more successful and I'm just like damn you're inspirational so so thank you for being thank you for being a friend (laughs) you're welcome Kirby Uh, all right (laughs) Lauren thanks for having me I appreciate it love you girl love you all right she Slayers until next week bye